Good afternoon, good morning. This is Mark Johnson from Loyalty360. Hope everyone's happy, safe, and well. Uh, thank you for joining today's Loyalty Live. We have the pleasure of speaking with Adesh Kulkarni, who is Senior Vice President of a very interesting organization in the UK called Evolving Systems. They run different types of customer loyalty, customer experience, and more importantly, customer engagement programs. So thank you very much for taking the time to talk with us Say, How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Mark. Pleasure to be here. Absolutely. It'd be great to have a little background on you, kind of what you do, your history, and your role within Evolving Systems. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I've, I've been with Evolving Systems since uh, 2017, and prior to that, I used to run a, a company called uh, Lumara, uh, which was a specialist in the mobile marketing and digital marketing space. Um, and then we built some technology, and we got acquired by Evolving Systems, and since 2017, we've really been part of the evolving family. And Evolving Systems has a, um, a, a suite of different products um, that we bring in for an end-to-end customer lifecycle offering. And that's products and services from acquisition, retention, and monetization for, for customers. Um, and I run one of the divisions. I run the division that, that takes care of customer monetization and retention. Okay. So when you look at uh, uh, kind of evolving systems, uh, obviously you have a unique background. Can you uh, tell us about uh, kind of how the, the company came to, into being? Yeah, I mean, evolving systems has been around for a number of years. And um, one of the early uh, elements of what evolving systems brought to the table was the ability to activate customers on telco networks. So at the heart of our business, we work quite a bit with the telecom sector. We work okay. with mobile operators, fixed line operators. And where the company originally began looking at activation of customers, um, you know, the vision for the company was to try and control and support our customers across the entire life cycle. And so you know, we knew that there was a lot of value in the data and being able to leverage that data and provide a suite of services for, for customers. And we've been working with, with telcos, um, you know, since the, the late 80s, early 90s. Um, but, you know, more recently in the, in the form of customer retention and, and digital engagement. Okay, great. One of the things we love to do is uh, get a little more personal with uh, the people we interview. So we'd love to have maybe a fun fact about you, something you enjoy doing. We've had people that were, uh, uh, you know, put at uh, the foot uh, foot of a church uh, for adoption when they were two days old. People like to do uh, deep sea fishing and kind of backwoods skiing. You know, uh, maybe is there uh, something that's fun about what you do and what you have a passion for? Yeah, well, it's interesting you ask that, Mark, because um, unfortunately, as you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic because um, I, I love traveling. And that's something that I haven't been able to do for um, close to a year and a little bit. But, you know, early part of my life, uh, I think I've now lived in uh, over a dozen countries. Okay. And, um, you know, that's been in Europe, uh, Asia Pacific, the Middle East, the US, uh, the UK, continental Europe. So I have quite a varied background, a bit of a nomad, um, <clears throat> but it works really well within the context of evolving because our footprint is uh, in 60 plus countries. And so with, uh, you know, whether it's for work or pleasure, I end up uh, getting to some pretty exotic places around the world. Okay, that's great. One of the things we love to understand is how you define customer loyalty. Uh, what does customer loyalty mean to you, to your organization, and more importantly, to the brands that you're helping, uh, you know, in their customer loyalty journeys? Uh, it's a great question. So 
For us, customer loyalty is really um, an outcome uh, or a result of a set of actions that uh, a brand may take when engaging with their customers. And I think, you know, it starts with a product or a service, uh, a value proposition that uh, customers enjoy, um, like to you know, purchase and use. But that's just the beginning of the journey from our perspective. Um, you know, people are, are emotional, people are human, um, and they love to be recognized. And as a brand, I think it's really important to try and build advocates and ambassadors. So for us, customer loyalty is really about taking all of these um, touch points and experiences that customers have with our customers, with our brands, and trying to build uh, customer recognition, the opportunity to reward customers and to say thank you, and really to sort of build that emotional connection, that trusted relationship, which then I think translates into satisfaction and loyalty. So for us, loyalty is really the end result of a set of actions that, uh, that I think the brand needs to take uh, from the very beginning of the customer journey all the way through the life cycle. Okay. Can you uh, talk to us about what you think the biggest challenge or opportunity that you see pertaining to customer loyalty is? Wow. So, uh, you know, I think, uh, I think we're in the middle of, of a seismic shift uh, in terms of what uh, companies and brands are doing at the moment with, with customer loyalty. And part of it is because we're in the midst of, you know, digital disruption. I think the pandemic has taken those trends and accelerated them significantly. But consumers are moving online. Um, online, they have entirely different personas on some, in some sense. Uh, they have many new channels which they're engaging with brands. Um, suddenly, there's a whole um, world of influencers that play a huge role in driving you know, consumer interest and, and brand advocacy. Um, so we're seeing a lot of digital trends essentially bring forward a number of challenges. And those challenges involve um, the fact that there's fragmentation of channels to communicate with consumers. Right. Um, and <clears throat> consumers in, in one sense are, I would say a little bit more demanding and to a certain extent disloyal uh, in the sense that they're very happy to go online and explore and explore and find new avenues, new products, new services. So suddenly it's become a lot harder for brands to uh, engage and hold on to their customers unless they're very savvy about these new digital opportunities. And that's the other side of the coin. The challenge that that brings to the table for traditional brands is equally the opportunity that it brings to the table as well. And so I think customer loyalty is changing and it's, it's I think, becoming much more uh, democratic in the way that it's, it's more available. And the fact that brands are now engaging online as well as offline means there's new opportunities for disruptors to come in. So we're in an age of disruption, Mark, uh, right now. And I think that's both a challenge and an opportunity in redefining those relationships. Absolutely. And one of the things that we see is, is a clarion call from brands. Uh, we have you know hundreds of members uh, on, the, on the brand side, and they want simplicity, right? There's so many technologies out there. Uh, some of the, the processes are very arcane and complex. And what strategies do you recommend to brands to uh, elevate their customer experience processes? So yeah, I think I think you've hit upon it. I mean, you know, for us, uh, the foundation of um, of a great customer experience is being able to offer it seamlessly across 
uh, all of the different touch points and channels. So one of the big uh, challenges is, um, you know, how do you make sure your data is centralized and easily accessible uh, to use to really make um, decisions around contextual marketing, around relevance, and around engaging customers in the, in the right way uh, on the right channel. So one part is, you know, bringing all of that data uh, into a, a place that you can use it. And then the other part is orchestrating across all of these fragmented channels. You know, being able to talk to, uh, being able to talk to you, Mark, when you're on a bus or when you're driving a car or when you're in front of your television or your laptop, each of those opportunities is a different touch point, which requires a different set of decisions in order to really present that to you. So brands who are starting to think about this really need to think about capabilities that enable them to bring in the data from silos and then use that to orchestrate across uh, many channels, I think. One of the things you mentioned is being able to engage uh, customers across channel, whether I'm on a bus or in a store or what, uh, wherever I may be and whatever channel I may be uh, kind of active in at the time. You know, how does engaging members via kind of an assortment of channels improve the customer experience uh, and increase the customer lifetime value and deepen the loyalty? Do you have any examples of, of how that works? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have a number of programs that we run all over the world. And, you know, for example, we run a program in, in the Asia Pacific region. Um, and, you know, in markets in, in, in APAC, uh, the way that content is consumed, um, the times around when people consume it uh, are very different than what we see in, in other markets like in, in uh, the UK or in, in uh, the US. And part of that is if you look at some basic facts like um, internet penetration, uh, the ability to have rich app experiences. These are all very disparate and very different depending on which market you're in. And so when we think about engaging with a customer in Malaysia, for example, we need to really think through the different customer journeys that that involves. And the fact that they'll be using different devices, different screens, different times of day, uh, those devices may have the capabilities to have a rich digital experience and in some cases they won't. And so if we're just applying one size fits all, you know, there's a, there's a great chance that we miss out in terms of really uh, addressing people in the right way for that device. And in fact, um, you know, we've built for a customer in Bangladesh um, a, a particular capability that allows them to automatically uh, orchestrate a specific kind of offer or a specific kind of reward depending on which channel people are coming to us in. And that happens, you know, at scale. So in the millions of transactions per second, and, you know, we're actually honing in on the fact that you're on that device in, in, in that particular environment. So we try and make it very contextual. And contextual marketing, I think, is really what helps to, to further make the experience relevant and personal. And I think that's really important when building that relationship. Okay. Gamification is uh, something that's uh, been around for a while. Uh, it kind of was very hot probably three, four years ago, took a lull a little mm -hmm. bit. And now uh, definitely seen a resurgence, uh, reinvigoration of, of the topic of the idea, especially with the constraints we have around data, the infighting between, you know, uh, Facebook and, and uh, Apple and uh, the Google and the kind of issues they may have with cookies and true measurement uh, in uh, kind of that, you know, that MarTech space. 
gamification has definitely taken a, a big step back. You know, when you look at gamification, what does gamification mean to you? And how do you recommend brands execute on a gamification strategy that can cultivate, cultivate more engagement with their customers? Yeah, it's a great, great, great question, Mark. I think, um, you know, gamification is a very broad church, right? And so on one level, you know, we think of gamification in terms of leveling up and badges and progression and tiers. And, and you know, we've all been on a diet in the world of apps. Uh, so everybody suddenly, uh, you know, is experiencing gamification. They know it, they understand it. Um, and, you know, when I speak about our industry within the telco industry, where we primarily operate, um, gamification has been extremely useful um, because we've been able to really inject uh, freshness, uh, inject what we call extrinsic and intrinsic motivation. You know, the joy of competing, the seeing yourself progress, you know, the satisfaction of achieving something or just the excitement of being surprised. Um, you know, all of those things fall under uh, our broad definition of gamification, as well as the, you know, the very specific casual gameplay that we will also insert. Now, the thing is, to make it work, uh, you know, gamification has to be um, built, uh, you know, hand in hand with the customer journey, right? So we take a customer journey, and we build it out for a particular kind of customer. And then we look at the opportunities where we might lose them, where we might see a drop in the level of engagement, and we try and build gamification mechanics into that part of the journey so that we keep it fresh and we keep the engagement levels high. So for us, gamification is really a, a toolkit uh, and an overlay that gets on top of the, uh, you know, the customer journey that we're building, the customer experience that we're designing. And it becomes a very powerful toolkit if used in the right way. Okay. When, when you look at uh, using gamification to get more data, that zero-party data, that actual data, which is definitely uh, a trend that we see a greater interest in and, and where brands are going, especially to optimize their, their customer loyalty uh, efforts, you know, gamification is a key component of a, a marketing mix. How important is it for brands to garner this zero-party data in a way that uh, not only can be advantageous from a marketing perspective, but also can garner a positive connection with the customer? Yeah, look, I mean, I think, you you know, you mentioned Facebook and what's happening with some of the other um, <clears throat> cookie-based uh, approaches that have been there in the past. I think zero-party data clears a lot of that up. You know, there's a very clear value exchange between yourselves, the brands, and the consumers. And through that value exchange, you know, consumers are happy uh, to provide that data in return for something. So I think gamification offers a great mechanic to you know, collect the data in a very specific, open way, uh, as part of what I, you know, what I mentioned earlier, it's a trusted relationship. That trusted relationship with a brand, I think, is one of the most important things that that needs to be nurtured. And especially when we again talk about our, our core um, customer base, which is telecoms operators, they play a unique role in the digital ecosystem. There is a trusted relationship between you and your telecoms operator. You, they've got your billing relationship, they've got your browsing data, they've got your call data. So there's a, a ton of information that is already being shared, but then using gamification and other mechanics that we have, you know, explicitly getting that information from our, our customers and our members, I think is playing a more and more important role because then at least 
the relationship remains trusted and, and safe. And I think that's the most important thing for our customers to, to retain. Okay. What are some of the main challenges you see when you're advising customers uh, in telecom space and others uh, around gamification strategy? Uh, and what advice would you give to brands to help them overcome any roadblocks that you may have seen traditionally with getting a kind of effective gamification and zero party data uh, process in place? Yeah, so I, I think, you know, we, we always have to advise our, our customers to make sure that the customer experience uh, remains at, at top of mind. Because the reality is um, certain segments, certain people are not going to engage no matter what. Um, and so a gamification mechanic may not be appropriate there. And so it's this balance of trying to bring gamification to keep the engagement fresh while potentially collecting some data along the way in a fun and positive way. But just to weigh that up against intrusiveness and to weigh that up against trying to balance with uh, different segments and where their interests lie. Also, Mark, I mean, for us, gamification becomes a real challenge depending on what market we're operating in. So when you're just operating on an SMS market in the middle of Africa, um, it's much more difficult than when you're looking at, you know, an app experience in, uh, in Western Europe. So we need to adapt our, uh, our approach to what gamification means as well. And so for us, it's a, it's a kind of a discussion, an iterative discussion with our partners on the marketing teams to try and find a balance between collecting the data, keeping it engaging, but at the same time, trying to open it up to a broad part of the base. Okay, great. What do you think the next big technology uh, process or idea is for customer loyalty, customer experience? What do you think it's th that idea that uh, brands should be focusing on today? So, look, I mean, we've talked about a number of different trends that are currently driving um, all kinds of, of innovation in our space, right? So we talked, uh, you know, a little bit about the digital disruption you know, the move to the cloud, the rise of social media, uh, AI and machine learning coming into play. All of these things, I think, have lowered the barriers for people to launch uh, loyalty initiatives and engagement initiatives. So I think of it like the democratization a little bit of loyalty. And one outcome, I think, of this as people, uh, as brands move more and more online and into the, the cloud, so to speak, are connected ecosystems. So if you ask me, you know, in two, three years, <clears throat> what trend will we see? I think you'll see more and more brands, <clears throat> excuse me, collaborating together and bringing their loyalty programs closer together so that consumers have a broader set of rewards and incentives that they can engage with. And, you know, if you say, is, is this a coalition program? I, I don't think I mean coalition in the traditional sense of the world, but something much more democratic and organic uh, almost a headless loyalty where brands slowly sort of come together, gravitate closer together and end up working together as, as groups. And I think we'll see more and more of that um, as, as loyalty becomes more prevalent. Yeah, so probably the number one thing we see from our brand membership, we actually have a kind of a partnership community that we actually facilitate, whether it's introductions from a Sephora to a American Eagle or American Eagle to an IG exactly. Hotels. There is an interest and it's definitely not in a coalition perspective. It's going to be very, very dynamic. So maybe one also, they may have kind of alliances between three or four or five. But I think the, the, the challenge is how brands can facilitate that in a way 
where you have kind of alignment between the customers and alignment between the brands and their, the, the kind of the value proposition they're giving. But partnership strategies are, are very, very uh, germane right now. Um, so it, it's interesting to hear that you see that as well. So it's good. Well, I think uh, it was a pleasure talking with you, Adish. It was great learning more about Evolving Systems, what you guys do in the telecom space and in your uh, unique approach to gamification. Uh, very interesting to hear and look forward to hearing more from you in 2021. And thank you very much. Pleasure. Thanks for having me, Mark. It was uh, great to speak to you. And thanks everyone for listening and join us back this Friday at one for another edition.